Good morning, comrades, and uh, welcome to Workers' Power, a very special Workers' Power. It's our Radiothon edition. Uh, you're, you're with Bill, and uh, I'm joined by Calypso here in the studio. Right, uh, so yes, it is a Radiothon. It's time for uh, for all the supporters out there to, uh, um, you know, come and get the, join in that warm, fuzzy feeling of being a four triple Z subscriber. And uh, we're we're going. The theme is Dream Baby Dream. So uh, we're going to be talking about dreams. We, we've got some dreams that uh, some people have sent us in. Uh, we've got one really, really good one that I like. I think we're going to do it early because it'll it'll get some creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to talk about my dreams because my dreams have kind of come true. So we'll talk about that. And uh, fantastic! And uh, I've got all, some dreams to share as well. Awesome! Awesome! And. But log on to four triple Z forward slash supporter or support and subscribe. Get that warm in the glow. Get the, the the light flashing here. We'll um and we'll read out your name and say that yeah, thank you, solidarity, comrade, uh, for subscribing uh, during uh, workers' power. So get that light of flashing, comrades. So uh, get in there. It's four triple Z dot org dot au forward slash support. Okay, and uh, before we go any further, we should acknowledge the traditional owners of the land from which we broadcast, the Yuggera and Turrbal people. This land was stolen, never ceded. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We also acknowledge all First Nation comrades listening today. We stand in solidarity with First Nations people in their struggles for recognition, reparation and land rights. We live and benefit on stolen land. It's time to pay the rent. That's right. Okay, now on this uh, wonderful Radiothon Tuesday, we'll, we'll move into uh, First Nations Workers Action and uh, we've got a, 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 an article that uh, from the NITV. It's titled, We've Fought So Long, NT Survivors Welcome Stolen Generations Redress Scream. Calypso. Eileen Cummins was forcibly removed from her family when she was just four years old. She remembers playing on the homestead's veranda at the station where she lived when a man pulled up in a truck asking if she wanted to go for a ride. The next thing she knew, they were driving away from the station. I was removed from my mother, my country, my people, everything, and put into an institution at Croker Island, Miss Cummings said. We were removed because we were classed as half-caste children. For the first few years, I cried and cried because I wanted my mother. For years, Miss Cummings had campaigned for reparations to compensate stolen generation survivors in the Northern Territory. Now, at 78 years old, she's finally won her fight. The federal government announced on Thursday a redress scheme for stolen generation survivors in the Northern Territory, ACT and Jervis Bay Territory. Survivors who were underaged who were aged under 18 years old when they were forcibly removed from their families will now be eligible for a one-off $75,000 payment with another $7,000 as a healing assistance payment. Miss Cummings said she was overwhelmed with emotion when hearing the announcement. 
This morning, when I got the first news, I was crying. I was excited, she said. My granddaughter was still at home. She hadn't gone to work yet. She was calming me down. She said, it's okay, Nana. It's finally happened. Let's be happy. The scheme has also been welcomed by peak Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander organisations, including the Healing Foundation, which works with stolen generation survivors. Healing Foundation CEO Fiona Cornworth said it's a significant point in the healing journey for stolen generation survivors. This change is big, she said. We've worked tirelessly since we were established to make sure we elevate the voices of survivors. We know that they've been listened to. That's why it's so positive. But Ms Cornforth said there is still more work to do ensuring the healing and closure for survivors. Whilst a scheme like this is helpful and it does demonstrate that we're being heard, she said, we know that it is just a step in the journey that must continue and there's a lot of hard work to come with the national agreement and implementing it, but we're definitely up for it. The $378 million redress scheme is open only to living survivors of the stolen generations, but there are many who died waiting for reparations. In April, a class action against the federal government was launched by stolen generation survivors in the Northern Territory. Shine lawyers who launched the proceedings against the Commonwealth said they're unable to say how Thursday's announcement will impact the legal proceedings. They cautiously welcomed the scheme, but said they are disappointed to see that the announcement is still silent on reparations available for descendants of First Nation Australians who were removed from their loved ones. The redress scheme has been announced as part of new closing the gap measures negotiated between the federal government and the coalition of peaks. The coalition's lead uh, convener, Pat Turner, welcomed the scheme but acknowledged those who were not able to see the reparations. Our people have waited a long time for compensation for stolen generation survivors, she said. It's time. It is important recognition. I also know, however, that there are many survivors that have died waiting for this recognition, my mum being one of them. Miss Turner also called for Western Australia and Queensland, which still do not have a redress scheme, to step up. You're the last ones to come on board and it's high time that you did the right thing in a human rights context to make sure that our people are receiving the right redress as soon as they can, she said. For Miss Cummings, it's not about the money. It's about winning the fight that has been fought for decades. I said, I don't even care what the figure is. I'm just happy that the government has finally made this decision because how long we have fought for it for so long, she said. That's right, you don't fight. You lose. And they fought. They fought long and hard. She's and 78. Yeah, 78. Uh, she got nearly a $1,000 for each year of her life. It's amazing that they've won this. Obviously, you know, no amount of money can really undo taking away your family, but this is still very awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is extremely awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see that, uh, you know, some families were, you know... Uh, maybe able to, uh, you know, seventy five thousand is not a lot, but uh, it could help a lot of families. You it know? will definitely you help know? a lot of families. Right. I, I just uh, before we go on to the next story, uh, you you might not have seen it, but do we get a subscriber? We got a subscriber while we you were reading that. Yeah. So think uh, they haven't come up here uh, on my system who, who, who it was, but mystery whoever it was, subscriber. mystery subscriber. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, mystery I subscriber. hope hope you. Uh, I'm sending that warm inner glow across the airwaves to you. Now, you too could have that warm inner glow. That's all right. You, all you need to do is go to 4ZZZ.org.au forward slash support. It is Radiothon. We've mentioned it a couple of times, and I think we'll mention it many, many more times. 
Right, uh, look, look, we better move on because we, we've got a workers' power show. We've got we've to got talk about workers' power, but uh, we do know that workers' power is it, it can be held by a, a Radiothon subscription, but you will hear more about that during the show. And we've got a, a, a story here, well, from Northern Territory traditional owners united against fracking at a Senate inquiry. Uh, once again, we, uh, our comrades from NITV have provided this story. Um, Northern Territory traditional owners have spoken against a $50 million federal government grant to fast-track gas fracking in the Betula Basin. Betulu Basin. The money should be spent on housing, health, education and opportunities to lift Aboriginal people out of the grinding poverty afflicting many of them, a parliamentary inquiry was told. I still live in a tin shack. My floor is bare ground. When will I get money for my housing? Batula traditional owner Johnny Wilson told a Senate inquiry into oil and glass exploration and production in the basin on Monday. Mr Wilson said many Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory were struggling to access basic services in their communities. Yet the government is willing to pour so much money into destroying our country, he said. Referring to claims the chemicals used in the fracking process could poison groundwater. It is very disturbing that our government will not listen to us, injecting so much money into oil and gas when it should be used somewhere else. The Morrison government announced the Betulu Exploratory Drilling Grants in March to help speed up gas production in the region. The basin is one of five gas fields the Commonwealth plans to develop for its gas-led recovery from the COVID-19 crisis. Plans to use hydraulic fracturing to unlock the Betulu's gas reserves have caused concerns among many Territorians who fear it could contaminate groundwater. Our future isn't looking so bright at the moment, Mr Wilson said. Please stop this altogether. $50 million, education, health, our roads. What's wrong with money being spent on those? We need our country. This is our future. We are talking about the mining companies are ruining our country. Our water will be the first to go. Without water, there is no life. The traditional owners of the Northern Territory, Gandunji, Yanwa, Garwa, Jingali, Mudborough and Alawa nations made their messages clear, saying we won't allow fracking gas fields on our country, not now, not ever. We are united. Mr Wilson said he spoke for about 60 Aboriginal groups located in the Batula Basin who shared songlines and deep cultural connection to their land. Uh, Federal Resources Minister Keith Pitt announced on July 7th that the first $21 million of the grant had been awarded to Imperial Oil and Gas for exploration in the basin. About 90% of the territory's supply comes from groundwater sources, according to the NW government, NT government. And that hearing continues. Oh. Oh. I'm speechless. Well, we've got to focus on the fact that we've got so many people standing united against this. That's right. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, they're standing together and 
Oh, oh, oh my God. Whoa, Whoa, look at this. What's happening? There's a light show going on, Bill. What's that about? That's the super sub. That's the super sub? That's the super sub. So someone obviously cares that we um, here report on uh, First Nations stories. So uh, um, by subscribing to 4ZZZ, uh, they um, hear more about how these traditional owners are uh, standing up and fighting back. And that's... uh, So let me see. I'll try those nations again. So the Gandanji, Yanyawa, the Garwa, the Jingili, the Mudbara, and Alawa nations. Apologies. I I, I try out of respect. Apologies if I've made an error. But uh, I just wanted to read out those countries again and say solidarity to all those uh, First Nations workers standing up and fighting back. And their dream of the future is a future where we won't have gas fracking happening on their country. Too right. That's right. Gas fracking just... We know it because we interpret the world as common sense and common sense tells us... A large natural stupid. water basin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and yeah. they just want to destroy it. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we'll be stopping them. Oh, try, we'll be uh, amongst the fight here at uh, Workers Power for Triple Z. Absolutely. The theme of uh, this year's Radiothon is Dream Baby Dream. That's right. Now, we, we, we put a call out. Now, some, some people have let us know their dreams, and th- this one is the highlight. So get ready. I don't think you've seen this. Uh, you right. might have. You might have. No, I don't uh, think I have. And uh, uh, now we've got this uh, dream from Jay. All right, here we go. You're going to like this. I dream of flames. I dream of the click of a lighter, a spark which catches on a gas-soaked rag, burning through the air until it explodes on impact, a bright flash in this dark night. I dream of a spreading, unstoppable inferno, engulfing power, bringing it to its knees. I dream of a controlled burn under our control, preventing the terrible flames of the future that would engulf us all. I dream of parliaments, palaces, police stations, these pillars of our oppression becoming pyres in our push against power. I dream of us dancing, singing, feeling our fingers for the first time as the heat of the flames defrost them. I dream of our songs carrying flames as the world joins the chorus and a star is born. I dream of the flames dying down, levering smouldering coals which keep us warm as this long night ends. I dream of sprouts emerging from the ashes in the new day, nurtured by the flames, the beginning of our world. Shivers. (laughs) That gave me shivers. So, yes, that's... That's awesome. And I love that it's not just about the the fight of, of having to tear down all of these systems of power but also the beauty in the the rebirth afterwards yeah that was awesome beautiful that's a great dream isn't it and uh, very very well written so thank you joe that's a dream that a lot of us share yeah so uh yeah it's a it's a good one so uh 
Yes. Uh, uh, you've had it. You've had time to dreams. Dreams. We all have them. We we all do, and uh, uh, it, it, it's um, we report on on nightmares, but still we dream of a future. You yes. Know? We do. We all have dreams. We heard a dream from one of our listeners earlier. All right, we, we, we better report on some workers' action. It's, it's what we do, even though today's focus... Look, if you haven't already got it, comrades, today's focus is Radiothon. It's, uh, it's, um, it's but our annual subscriber drive. It's our drive. annual subscriber drive, and uh, we, we, uh, we are entombed with the warm inner glow that uh, happens with 4ZZZ, and we want to share it with you. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, we, we we've still got a uh, a community role to fill, and that's uh, reporting workers' action. And uh, we're going to talk about the um, new IPC report, which has just dropped. Now, the initial um, our our initial um, uh, response needs a language warning. Yeah, we're fucked. We're fucked. Right, and uh, but that subscriber, we just got another subscriber. We well got done. another subscriber. We got another one. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna help me keep my energy up through this story that's for sure. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, can you talk us through the new IPC report that has just dropped? Yesterday, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released their latest report, and unsurprisingly, given that no significant action to prevent climate change has been taken, it's bad news. This comprehensive assessment of climate science, the sixth such report from the IPCC since 1988, has been eight years in the making, marshalling the work of hundreds of experts and peer-reviewed studies. It represents the world's full knowledge to the date of physical basis of climate change and found that human activity was unequivocally the cause of rapid changes to the climate, including sea level rises, melting polar ice and glaciers, heat waves, floods and droughts. Human activity is changing the Earth's climate in ways unprecedented in thousands or hundreds of thousands of years, with some of the changes now inevitable and irreversible, climate scientists have warned. Within the next two decades, temperatures are likely to rise by more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, breaching the ambition of the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement and bringing widespread devastation and extreme weather. We can leave more detailed reporting on this to our comrades at Eco Radio on tomorrow at noon, but we'll share a short piece written by anarchist author Pete Gelderloos. Climate change is not urgent. It was urgent in the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Now, tens of millions of people are already dying every year and species are going extinct at an unprecedented rate due to the climate crisis and all the interlocking ecological and social crises. The institutions sharing this narrative of urgency are the ones who did not take valid action when there was still time, who even criminalised such actions while profiting off of false solutions. The reason they talk urgency now is not because they care about all the poor and radicalised people who are dying or the unique habitats being lost. It's because they are afraid of losing power. They admit this quite clearly at Davos at NATO summits in their financial journals. No matter what happens now, we will have to deal with a convulsive, sometimes deadly biosphere for the foreseeable future. Maybe the next five generations, maybe the next 50 the most important thing 
is not to find the quickest, easiest Band-Aid solution, but to find the best solution for the long haul. This means totally dismantling the system and the mentality responsible. This is what green capitalists like Elon Musk, the millionaire CEOs of the environmental NGOs, state leaders, scientists of the leading technocratic institutions, and the cheerleaders of white supremacist Western civilization, so afraid. It means a world without them. Our most urgent duty is to take care of one another, to help one another survive. This includes bioregions and the other living things around us. And the next most important thing is to make sure those responsible will never be able to harm anyone ever again. Whether that means destroying the institutions that give them power, making sure their names live on in infamy as the most evil people to ever walk the face of the earth, or hunting them down in their doomsday bunkers. Time will tell. Time will tell. And uh, yeah, I like that line. The most important thing is not to uh, is not to find the quickest, easiest band aid solution, to, but to find the best solution for the long haul. Yes, and capitalism is not sustainable no. for our planet. We need to destroy that if we want any chance of survival. We sure do, and uh, you know, you just look at the at the way th- some of the things are consumed and, and and the like, and you can just look in retail. You know how many how much plastic you know, like like the, the bananas in plastic, you know, oranges in plastic, you know, all they these things. They already have their own cases. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know, and uh, we actually had had uh, a pretty good system with the brown paper bags, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, what happened was that the production of plastic bags got cheaper and cheaper, so the capitalists said, oh, we're going to make, we're going to spend less on packaging if we get the plastic bags, and we're going to have more of them. Aren't our customers going to be happy with that? Clean energy has been a viable solution for a long time, but it's been ignored because it wasn't profitable. I believe that a green earth is possible. Uh, it's just not profitable under a capitalist system. So capitalism has to go. Okay, and we're we're in this, the the thick of uh, radiothon, so uh, get that light of fashion, comrades. And uh, uh, to do that, you go to fourtriplez.org.au forward slash support and subscribe and get that warm inner glow. You can subscribe yourself. You can subscribe your family. You can subscribe your dog. Yes. All right, and uh, you get to hear all. You know. Lots of news. We've got so much news and information on here. Uh, so many uh, shows, you know, like we've got Brisbane Lines coming up after our show. We've got the Pineapple Rebellion. Did you know I made a guest appearance at the Pineapple Rebellion? I did not. Radiothon? Yeah, well, uh, uh, Alexis's dream was to be Premier. Oh, I see. But it turned into a nightmare for her because they ended up being Scallywag of the Week. So I did a special guest performance to give Premier Pink the scallywag of the week. You can check out that great radio play on, on our website, 4ZZZ.org.au, uh, forward slash programs. Scroll on down to uh, a Pineapple Rebellion and you'll see that wonderful radio play. Okay, uh, enough of radio phone and four triple Z. Let's talk about what's going on with workers now. Um, Calypso, you're about to read us out a, 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 a letter. Oh, making me read the long one. Oh, is it a long one? <laughs> it's is a it? very long one. I'm an essential worker at Bunnings. Shut us down. 
Gladys Berejiklian was asked at a daily press conference, why are Bunnings stores still open? She didn't have an answer. It's a good question, and it's one that workers at Bunnings warehouses in Sydney have been asking for weeks. I know, I'm one of them. Three weeks ago, a petition began circling in the East Garden store demanding that the store be closed to the public, both for the safety of the workers and for the wider community. By then, both click and collect and delivery based online orders had already skyrocketed, with hundreds of local customers and thousands across the state doing the socially responsible thing, staying at home and shopping online when they had to. But at the same time, we had record high numbers of in-store sales, with huge crowds of customers coming in to browse and shop. Frustrated, desperate, but hopeful of having an impact, more than 50 workers signed the petition within two weeks. Immediately, team members at that store were targeted by management for chats about their mental health. Management suggested if workers feel stressed or unsafe, they use sick leave or annual leave, or even go on leave without pay. A kind gesture from those who want to see workers' health and safety put at risk for the sake of West Farmers' profits. Dozens of Bunnings stores across New South Wales have been listed as COVID-19 Delta variant exposure sites. Many of these have been exposure sites multiple times. Every time we come into work, our health, our lives are put at risk. It's a risk which many of us are entirely aware, but it's one that we have no option but to take. As one worker said, state and national managers can talk all they want about how we're all in this together, but we're the ones on the floor, on the front lines, working in unsafe conditions. And there's another problem. The union representing us, my union, is the SDA. Oh, the SDA. Notorious as one of Australia's most pro-boss trade unions, SDA officials have been implicated in helping bosses rip off their own workers, signing away wages and conditions at major employers in sweetheart deals. Unsurprisingly, they haven't raised a peep about the need to restrict access to stores. Right, eh? That's 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 the that's main, the SDA for you. Yeah, well, that's the main part of the story there, and then we don't even need to go through the rest of it because that's that's their problem. That's their problem. And they're doing they nothing refuse, about it. They refuse to leave the SDA. Mm. Now, this comes from the red flag, right? So yeah. I wanted to I want to actually talk about this because, um, you know, socialist alternative, you, you know, they're very much anti-RAFWU um, and uh, they carry on like this. So, and uh, they know how to get things done, yet they persist with the SDA. They persi- the, the, the main problem of, of this, for this worker is their union, and they even admit it, yet they won't leave the STA and join RAFWU. If you want to fight, if you if you want to really get something done here, I suggest you resign from the STA, who's a, 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 leave the yellow union now and join a fighting union. That's a retail and fast food workers union. That's right. RAFWU has a lot of wins under their belt. And, and look, for... Back, back. You, you, you go back to the beginning of the, uh, the the crisis. It was only us who were who were call. It was only Rafu who was calling for shields. Who was calling for al- alcohol hand hand sanitizer. 
No, no, you know, no other unions were, were calling for it in the uh, retail space, and uh, it was us who who just persisted and persisted and persisted. Our members d- even did all the research. We had one member who did all the research on the efficacy of um, non-alcohol um, sanitizer and did the report. And once once that was once that came out, they had no choice, you know. But uh, you know, the, this worker who wrote this story um, has got an easy. Um, uh, fix to uh, to to start fighting back against the bosses, and that's to ditch the SDI. Um, that's the main point I wanted to get across. That you know that um, you know that's a dreadful paper when it comes to to uh, trade unionism in the retail sector. Mm. Um, you know, like uh, and to, and to think that one of the writers is actually was someone who inspired me to begin my activism. Really, a shout one out of the to Duncan. Of Red Flag. A shout out to Duncan Hart. Who's Duncan gra- Hart? I know Duncan Hart. Yeah, yeah, he's a comrade who inspired me to begin uh, my my struggle. And oh. um, you know, our politics are a little bit different. Um, you know, uh, we, we've gone our separate paths, but um, I, I, I have no doubt that one day, you know, you, you know, the, that ideology that, uh, you, you know, that change from within, or they'll, they'll finally give in on that and uh, and uh, come coming over and uh, be a RAFWU member. Look, the bosses are not just gonna hand you your rights because you ask no, nicely. No, no. No, and the bosses want the SDA in and around, and uh, uh, you know that's the they're they're the gold standard unions according to the <laughs> LNP government. You uh, know, when I was working at Woolworths, they told me that they were the only union. Yeah, they said they're their only union. Yeah, and yes. when I called up to quit the SDA, because I was originally in the SDA when I joined Woolworths and I was a teenager, I thought that they were the only union. I found out about Rafu, and. Um, when I when I went to resign the SDA to join Rafwu, they said, "Oh, we have to we have to warn you that Rafwu's not an actual union. It's yes. like an imaginary union." I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah we're sure. like a, an imaginary. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I, I represent imaginary workers in, <laughs> in the workplace. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, here on the Radiothon special, we we, we better uh, talk a little bit more about some workers' power, um, <laughs> workers' <laughs> action. We've been Radiothon, 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 which is it's really, just so exciting. It is, it is exciting. Well, look, I I really, really, I uh, well, look, we're into it. Let's talk about Radiothon, and uh, let's let's talk about my dream because my dream was to start a radio show. Yeah, and a trade union. For retail workers. Wow. Yeah, and it came true. So dreams do come true. Here we true. have workers' power. Yeah, got a radio and show. And we got Rafu. And we got a, got a new trade union um, set up here. Set up a trade union branch here in Queensland, basically. And, uh, yes, that's a uh, tick. So uh, your dreams do come true. And uh, I, I, I call them delusions of grandeur, but uh, uh, some people call them dreams. And uh, sometimes my uh, delusions of grandeur can come true, um, which is uh, fantastic uh, uh, because um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just doing it for the class struggle. That's, that's what it's all about. Class struggle. Looking after my class. Uh, right, and uh, you too can be a part of that by being a, a, a subscriber to 4 Triple Z, and during Radiothon is no better time. So hop onto the internet at 4 zorgau forward slash support and be a subscriber. 
and win a prize. There's lots and lots of prizes to win. But, hey, we, we better get on to some uh, workers' action. Now, um, now uh, that uh, uh, story from the HSCU, I think we'll leave that to, to the end of the show. Hint, okay. Hint. All, right. All right. All right. So we're, we're, we're down on to... Now, um, Green Left Weekly have provided a great story in regards to uh, Westmead hospital cleaners who took industrial action to get PPE. Can you go take us through that one, Calypso? I can. 200 frontline workers at Westmead Hospital had to take industrial action before management agreed to supply them with personal protective equipment or PPE. Cleaners had been asking for shoe covers, hair nets, properly fitted masks and access to showers. Health Services Union Delegate Tina Glock-Young told Radio 2GB on July 16 that cleaning staff were fearful of their own health as well as the health of their families. New South Wales Health told the cleaners that they would not be given PPE, so they placed a ban on entering the COVID-19 unit. Now, they have the insurance that they've got the right PPE, and this is good news for us. That we had to fight about it is disgusting, Gok Young said. Workers could not get properly fitted masks, and they were told that they could not shower at the hospital before going home. This would have heightened the risk of contracting and spreading COVID-19 to their families and beyond. The HSU only imposed the work bans after the union had repeatedly attempted to negotiate with hospital management. HSU New South Wales Secretary Gerald Hayes said the attitude of Westmead management and New South Wales Health was incomprehensible. (coughs) Our members are asking for basic health and safety provisions. The fact that their requests have been denied is incomprehensible. The pandemic has highlighted the fact that cleaning and sanitising spaces is essential, he said. This could not be more important than in a COVID unit where patients are being treated. We are in the middle of an unprecedented outbreak of the highly infectious Delta strain in New South Wales, has said. The absolute bare minimum we can expect is that our frontline workers are protected. Cleaners are just as important to our health system as doctors and nurses and should be treated with the respect they deserve. Too right, they should. I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah, not Those are basic PPE. things. Yeah, yeah, PPE is, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah the, look, the bosses, even, even though it's the, uh, the government this in this... hospital. Yeah, it's a hospital. It should it's be. A, oh, they should be up to date on, like sanitary measures especially concerning the spread of COVID-19 especially now and especially there this is insane it is it sure is and uh, but they took industrial action and, and they got what they needed that's right that's yeah that's the way uh, as, as I, I you know we always talk about that uh, it's not charm wit and intelligence that, that that upholds our rights no they will not give it to you if you ask nicely even if it's things that you definitely need even if it's obvious yes uh, yep Okay, we'll move on. We've got another story here from uh, the MUAWA. Now, Cube uh, Fremantle MUA members are into their 11th day uh, of protected action after Cube continue to roster them after 1400. So 2 p.m. Members are available to work in accordance with the notice of protected industrial action. All Cube need to do is sort out the 1400 allocations 
Cubes' late allocations mean that there will be zero union labour on the wharf in any of the Cubes' stevedoring operations. This EBA campaign is about fixing Cubes' shambolic allocation system, restoring the work-life balance and ensuring that members have rosters which don't wreck whatever semblance of fatigue management is left in Cubes' Fremantle's operation. Members are up for the fight and won't be backing down on their bargaining claims or their protected industrial action. They will be organising a mass rally of members on the picket over the next few days and we will be encouraging all port workers to come down to the picket in support of CUBE members. They will go one day longer and one day stronger than CUBE. If you don't fight... You lose. If you don't fight, you lose. You sure do. Um, so great work to those. That's over in WA. Um, they're taking protected action over there. So solidarity with the uh, MUA. A lot of action happening at the moment. So There's uh, a lot of good shows on 4 There really, really is. And uh, some of it, you know, like some, it, that, that, uh, that some of our listeners uh, might, might like to uh, know about. There's the Paradigm Shift, which is uh, local and... Um, Queen, uh, no, Paradigm Shift is uh, uh, Andy Payne on uh, Friday afternoons and uh, that's that's a, a show about activism. The one that I was thinking of is, is Pineapple Rebellion, 9am on Friday mornings. Mm. That show's about um, Queensland and local politics uh, with, with hostess uh, Alexis and Izzy and others. There's Eco Radio that's on tomorrow, a Wednesday at lunch. Uh, there's... Um, Radio Reversal that's on on Thursday. That's a great show. That's been around for a while. Uh, Mega Hers, uh, you know, like a, that that one's a, a bit more from a woman's uh, perspective. And, and also there's there's no apology. They're on Monday lunchtime. And then Monday evenings, you've got no apologies. I reckon that's a great show uh, um, with... with um, uh, the, the one of the highlights of their show is they do Babe of the Week. They call it. Oh. And each week they go through a musician and they, uh, 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 you know, a musician from uh, uh, that's a woman, and they go through her whole history, their whole history, um, from the beginning of the end. It's really, really interesting, Babe of the Week. So that's some of the fantastic things that uh, you can hear on Four Triple Z. And to keep the to keep it going, we 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 need yeah, subscribers. We need quite members. A lot of money to keep all of these uh, shows on air. $60 an hour is That's the figure. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. 60 bucks 60 an, bucks an hour. Yeah, our show goes for two hours. Yeah. It's 120 bucks a week just for our show. Just for let our alone show. all the other shows. Yeah, just for our show, you know. So, yes, and... Um, so to to keep it uh, keep this great station alive and running after forty five years of uh, fantastic hit- history, we need members just like uh, just like your union needs members. We need subscribers, and you can do that by going to fourtriplez.org.au forward slash support. Okay, I better get on and and, and just uh, flash flash through a couple of uh, stories that we've got here. Um, first one, um, uh, City of Gold Coast uh, um, delegate action uh, gets results, and uh, this is, came last Wednesday from the Services Union. The TSU is always ready to advocate for members when an employer decides to make sudden workplace changes. Our workplace delegates in library services at 
said City of Gold Coast alerted us yesterday afternoon to the council's intention to close all but two libraries for the duration of the current lockdown. Thanks to their prompt action, uh, we were able to notify a dispute and schedule discussions with council management uh, for today. That's last Wednesday. The result of uh, the, that meeting was that the council altered its position significantly and agreed that work can be performed from five libraries from tomorrow. Management will call for expressions of interest for staff to nominate if they want to work, and if so, where. Library staff currently accessing leave instead of working will also have this opportunity, but their placement may take a little longer. Having more people working may impact on the amount of meaningful work there is to do. Um, you can find out more details about that in the uh, the servicesunion.com.au. That's my union. I'm a member of that union as well. Okay, great work. Uh, that's what that's what you need delegates for, you know. They uh, communicate with the union, say, hey, there's something not right happening over here. And uh, action happens. Okay, um... The the other main story that, that that's in the press uh, and and it's uh, from the CPSU is in and around um, uh, that Scott Morrison must act on Parliament safety and uh, uh, the, the the main thing is uh, I wanted to quote these these quotes here from CPSU National Secretary Melissa Donnelly. And it quotes that the Morrison government has to do more than talk about safety. They must act on the inquiry, recommendations, and not sit on them as they did to the Respect at Work report. Although if the Labor optional training for parliamentarians that the government has proposed is a measure of its commitment, then the government has failed to understand the gravity of the issue. CPSU members have been pushing for the government to make safety a priority for years. It is time for the government to take seriously the role that parliamentarians play in creating a safe or dangerous workplace and ensure all steps are taken to educate parliamentarians on their obligations as employees. Uh, CPSU members do important work for our democracy and should expect safe workplaces free from bullying and sexual harassment like every other Australian. At the heart of the government response must be victim-centric risk mitigation and an acknowledgement that it must and should do better. What a great quote. That's right. Yeah, I wanted those quotes. I've seen those quotes. Oh, we've got to put that on the show. So... Um, yeah, so uh, that's uh, you know that's in in response to the uh, the sweeping recommendations uh, to the independent review into Commonwealth parliamentary workplaces. <laughs> okay, one more one. See, we're we're running so late. We're still at workers' action, and and I just wanted to talk about um, bring everyone's attention to. And I'll quickly go over it. The owners of Isaac of iconic music venues. The Tote Bar Open failed to pay superannuation a second time. So staff at a well-known music, uh, 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 well-known music venue, the Tote and Bar Open, are still waiting to receive their full superannuation entitlement a year on from meeting a meeting in which owners admitted they had not been paying superannuation for almost tw- two years. It's the second time seventh 
Tipple, the company behind the tote, has failed to pay the superannuation guarantee to employees since they took over the venue in 2010. Right, um, you can find more details. i just Google up the tote and you can find more details on that. But uh, uh, interestingly, I was watching a uh, documentary on uh, Melbourne music venues and the tote nearly shut down. And it was due to a whole heap of activists coming together and rallying through the city to keep the tote open. I wanted to say to the tote owners that those activists can quickly shut down the tote as quickly as they opened it. Take action. Take action. You know, this shrill crying broke, getting activists to help them out and then not paying the workers their superannuation, not good enough. Not good enough at all. Um, so, yes, uh, I wanted to uh, brought that, uh, bring that to everyone's attention. We've gone a little bit over time. So so what we're going to do, we've got our um, international workers action. And what, what I'm going to do is just uh, give the headlines out. We'll just do the headlines. We just, we've run out of time, unfortunately. And uh, our members, our, our listeners out there will have to uh, do their own research. <laughs> so uh, the headlines uh, this uh, this week uh, um, uh, Mexico in, from Mexico, um, indigenous communities take over water bottling plant to use as a social centre, and that one comes to you from the Green Left Weekly. Uh, we've been reporting a lot on on, on 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 multinationals taking bottling water, and this one we've we, we've talked a little bit more about where they're getting um, coke cheaper than what they're getting water. So uh, uh, you can get more details on that from the Green Left Weekly. Now, also there's an uprising after a murder of a student by police in Congo, and this one comes from AMW. Um, so, yeah, a student from the University of Kinshasa was uh, killed uh, uh, last Saturday, or oh, the Saturday before, July 26, by a policeman who uh, reproached him for not carrying a mask during the recording of a video ordered as part of a practical work. So... That's terrible. And another um, uh, story from the AMW uh, is attacks in um, Mapuche areas continue to grow in Chile. Um, so, yes, that's a, a, a former anthropology student who had joined the Mapuche struggle through coordination. A coordinator? Uh, so the the the, um, the student was murdered um, um, with a bullet to the head during an attack on vehicles belonging to the Forestal Mining Co. Forestry Company. Um, yeah, workers being killed in the name of profit all over the world. So you can find out more details of that on AMW English. All right, one event that we wanted to uh, talk about here was uh, solidarity with PPE workers. This one's on Saturday night at 6pm. It's online. It's hosted by uh, Australia Asia Workers Links and uh, companies like Ansol supplying personal protective equipment have made record profits during the pandemic, but their supply chains are marked by union busting, debt bondage and overcrowded conditions, fueling massive COVID outbreaks. 
this meeting will hear from workers in the PPE supply chain and discuss how to build a solidarity. The hypocrisy that they're a company that produces PPE products and they're not looking after their own workers' health. Yes, that yeah, yeah. So the the only other event that I wanted to talk about was the uh, there's a. Um, a rally coming up. I think it's in September. It's but it's been postponed. The the rally to stop the bigots bill. Uh, the new date is sat- Saturday fourth of September. Mm. So that's a, that's an important one. That one. Okay. So and of course with that rally, uh, still like bring a mask and social. Yeah. Distance. Oh yeah. yeah There's still and all, all these rallies. You know. Yep. You got to uh, make sure you got a mask on you, and if you can't social distance and. Um, yeah, yes, uh, be seated during the seat, uh, speeches and things like that. Well, we've only got Scallywag of the Week to go. Let's, let's get that done and then, and then we can finish off with a little chat about Radiothon. Now, I've, uh, we've got a story here that's, uh, we're, we're going to scroll all the way up. The HS, HAS. No, the HACSU strike. So the members took action last week across the state, picketing outside the office of politicians who have the power to intervene in bargaining. These members have gone over two years without a pay rise and they're still waiting for the Victorian government to step up and take action on mental health. Bans continue across the state. Oh, ho! Well, Whoa. well, what's this? The lights are going crazy. We just got a super sub. A super sub. Super, super sub. Hey, oh. thank you to whoever that was and you're keeping the lights going, keeping thank these Thank you stories. so much. And thank you so much to everyone else who subscribed during our show during our today. Show. We're, we're better, we got interrupted there. So we're, we're talking about uh, HACSU members. And, uh, well, let's get to the chase. Let's cut to the chase. The... Uh, Victorian Health Minister Martin Foley is our scallywag. Scallywag. What a crowd. Get out there. Um, uh, negotiate with your workers. And, uh, you know, they, these are frontline workers who have uh, been looking after uh, Victorian workers during a pandemic. Um, you said last year that it's time to get on with the job of fixing mental health. Well, what's happened? You know, let's get it going and let's get it happening. So, uh, yes, come to the table. Right, well, that, that that's about it. We rushed through a lot there, a lot to take in. Do we have time for me to say my dream? We, we do. We heard your dream. We do. I have a couple of dreams for the future that I would just like to list off. I would like to abolish the police. I would like free internet access everywhere on earth. Um, I would like to wake up and not be in pain. I want free public transport and I want robot legs. Robot legs? That's my dream. I really, really want robot legs. So I I ask our listeners to reflect on what are your dreams for the future and um, tune in to some of the other shows. Yes, stick around because they're they're all, you know, all shows are exciting. As much a part of uh, Radiothon as what we are and... Um, they will keep the dream alive. Keep keep dreaming and dreaming. You know, there's there's some great shows. Don't stick around for Brisbane Lines. The teams in there uh, ready to uh, get you up to date and uh, of what's happening in and around the world. And uh, even even tune into uh, Brighten the Corners. You know, I might even yeah. tune into that. That's 
It's that that that's the way radio should be. You and know. coming up, we've got Brisbane Lane. Yes, we do. So there's plenty. Of, you know that uh, Bright in the Corners show will be very very uh, interesting and fun. I'm sure with Adele and Ian and their experience of Radio Ham. I'm sure that'll be very very fun. <laughs> But that's it for us. It's Thank been a great show. It's been a great show. Thank you to those people who have got that light of flashing. Thank you to those um, people who have who have sent me private messages saying that they've subscribed. I do really appreciate. I, you know, it is it is nice. It, that is all part of the warm in the glow for me, knowing that 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 some people are involved because you know they like what I do here. So thank you to those supporters and. Uh, th- most of all, thank you to the f- all four Triple Z subscribers. Yes. All of you for keeping the dream Planet alive. Planet Z. And you can uh, see us next Tuesday here on Workers' Power. Beyond our wildest dreams The Immaculate Society A world of perfect harmony Do not be frightened to believe We will perceive and then achieve our destiny Seeds of our disease Free yourself from empathy Behold a perfect enemy We will help you see hostility We'll see our righteous destiny
Since 1975, four Triple Z's been supporting the dreams of independent musicians, underground acts, and music from the margins. Yeah, four Triple Z, it's a great station. We've helped countless dreams come true and given so many of our favorite bands their first break right here on Triple Z. It's been a dream come true to support local, independent music every day on every show for 45 years. For music lovers like us, baby, it's the stuff dreams are made of and we never want it to end. You can keep the dream alive and support the music you love this Radiothon. Subscribe and dream with us. Head to support.4ZZZ.org.au or call 3252-1555 and dream, baby, dream. dream.